You are now listening to the Do Something Good Today podcast brought to you by Everybody's Juice, a podcast reminding you to do something good today for your body, mind, or soul. We are back with another episode of the Do Something Good Today podcast brought to you by Everybody's Juice. We're here with a special guest today. Stefan Miller of Young King Hair Care. Young King Hair Care is the first natural grooming product for young black and brown boys. Anytime we get to connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, it's always an honor and a pleasure. But this show has a backstory to it, which I'm really, really interested to get into. So, Stefan, welcome, beloved. How are you? Hey, good, good, brother. Hey, man, good to be on here. Good to, uh, to be out here connecting with you and the fam today. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, you know, the hair industry, it's a billion-dollar industry, right? I mean, especially for black people, it's a huge industry. But unfortunately, we don't own the vast majority of the products that we consume. So how did you think about, of course, like all entrepreneurs, you saw that there was a problem and you, you sought to put a solution to the industry. But what was like the backstory of how this came into fruition? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's such a, a true point, man, and where we got so many people in our market that monopolize our dollar, but don't necessarily are, are not putting that dollar back into our community. So uh, that was super critical for uh, for me and my wife, Cora, who co-founded the brand. Um, and, you know, we always we always kind of say, you know, purpose over profits. That's how we started the business. And it really, um, you know, if you would have asked us years ago if we were going to be entrepreneurs, we would have been like, absolutely yeah. not. Um, it's too crazy. <laughs> it's too wild. Um but you know, we really were inspired from uh, about Young King uh, by by our son Cade. Um, you know, he was born with a head full of hair, um, and y'all can't see this right now. But I'm actually <laughs> a bald man, so um, I always get the running joke of, "Are you, uh, you know, you're bald with a hair care company?" Um, and it was crazy when my, you know, after my son was born, and we started looking for products for him. Um, you know, and I haven't been, I haven't really been down a hair care island probably about a good ten years or so. Um, and man, I was so surprised that nothing had changed, right? We were, we only had our pomade, um, that was out there. You know, we, there was nothing that represented us. Everything was pink, orange, red, nothing made intentionally for a boy. And, you know, I think in the world we live in today, we, you know, we realized so much how representation is key. Um, and you know, in, by the, you know, that time in, in 20, in 2019, we shouldn't be out here looking and trying to find things that aren't for us. Um, so it was just, you know, really trying to make sure that our son was seen, um, is really where the business idea started with. And then from there, um, you know, we realized the problem was bigger than us and a lot of other parents thought about the same thing. So, you know, we wanted to have something that was authentically and, and premium made, you know, we, we also have a lot of people that again, want to extract our dollar, but don't necessarily make the products that are best for you. So, um, you know, we took we took a year and a half to get it right. We didn't want to just put out some other pro like other products might might be and just want to do something right. But something that, you know, all boys could see themselves and young men could see themselves in um, because, you know, our our grooming journey is just as important as as our female counterparts. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting, you know, that you said your son was the inspiration because, you know, not only is are you doing this for your son, but you're affecting thousands and potentially millions of other boys, too. I mean, you're giving them something to be proud of, which is their hair, because yeah. I feel like 
how you choose the way your hair is, how you judge sometimes, right? So even without people knowing who you are, you know, your hairstyle will give people just enough time to draw a conclusion on, you know, who they think that you are. So yeah. it's important to empower kids at a young age and let yeah. them know that, you know, how they wear their hair is is perfectly fine, yeah. you know? And, we, we need, and I would say, man, we didn't even have those options when we were young. Like, you used to be like, yo, you can only have a fade. <laughs> you got to keep it low and tight. Um, and, you know, I think, like, men have young men have now learned that we can express ourselves through our hair and how we show up as well um but honestly none of us had the tools we used to all go to the barbershop every week right. every other week to just like cool cut it off so it's this you know making sure that we're instilling that positive like self-esteem and self-care but it's also educating young men too and boys because we largely weren't taught like you know like our sisters and moms and uh, and daughters. So it's uh, it's been such an interesting journey, man, um, you know, as we've kicked off Young King. And I feel like you have to, not only is this educating the, the youngsters, but it's educating, you know, our elders as well. Because I, yeah. I have, I'll tell like a very, very quick story. I was in college one time, I went to Virginia State University, and I used to have dreads back in the day. And my professor, who was, a, who was an older black man, made a statement saying that if I saw you walking on the same side of the street of me, I will walk across the street because you have dreads and I don't yeah, know what you crazy. would try to do to me. And at the time, like I'm 20, 21 years old, I'm like, damn, like this is how am I supposed to take that? I ended up cutting my hair off because I thought that that would affect me once I got into the real world. Like how are people yeah. going to look at me? You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Yeah. And it, it's, man, it's those perceptions, man, that the world has put on us. And unfortunately, a lot of it has come from our community sometimes, right? right? Um, and it's just, it, yeah, it's sad of like how much we've in the past had to conform. And I, I love that, um, you know, we kind of follow in a little bit of the, the path that our sisters lay up for us, yeah. but, um, you know, being able to be like, yo, I can show up however I want to. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, disorganized. I'm not fitting this perception. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like black men and black boys need that self-esteem to know that they can show up and be whoever they want to right like we've been told for so long the world has tried to demonize us and and how we show up and you're like nah i'm, I'm gonna be my best self the way i want to show up and i'm tight at whatever single thing that i choose to do at any time absolutely so you guys started in 20 well you guys launched in 2019 but you said you took a year so i'm guessing a year and a half before you guys went to market so you guys yeah i did popped up in 2017 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Our, so our son was born in, uh, you know, beginning of 2017. And then, you know, in the back half of the year, it was, um, it was the thing that just couldn't go away from our minds, man. Like we were like, ah, maybe we're just tripping. Maybe our, just, maybe our local store doesn't have something. Yeah. Um, and then we realized, man, we like, you know, spending a little quality time on Google and we're like, no, we cannot find anything. I was like, it's easier to find like premium hair care products for pets than it is for a black man. Yeah. And that's how crazy it was. And I was like, there's, there's no way, um, which was, it was, it had me shook. So yeah, man, we, you know, we, we went out and, um, you know, we, we started to partner and work with a chemist, you know, at first we, we, you know, we started meeting with different manufacturers. Um, how did so you guys people, find a chemist? Before? Oh man. Hey, Google the, the search, power of, of Google and networks, man. Okay. It's, um, you know, I think what we try to do is, um, Cora and I's background is both in corporate. So um, I come from and have worked in a lot of large CPG. So worked at like General Mills and Coke and, and Johnson and Johnson. So fortunately, we had some work connections that we could then go say like, hey, how can we just talk to somebody? 
Um, is though we'll always joke, and anytime you hear Corey and I speak, like we the hustle of entrepreneurs and especially those that like started in their kitchen, like God bless them because we are not those folks. <laughs> um, we realized that like, Hey, our ministry was not is setting the standards for what we wanted to see, but not necessarily trying to figure out to whip it up. Cause I probably would have blow up my house yeah. um, and doing that. So, you know, we found some mutual connections and honestly an old friend that I had from business school um, was a chemist in a previous life. And, um, you know, working with her and her um, her org really helped us out um, to find something that met and, and filled our standards. We had so many people, man, you'll, I, I'll tell you, Najee, like folks that were trying to push existing products, they were like, oh, don't worry, you don't, your, your customer's not really going to care. That's white label done. Like it's all this, all the white labels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but they were like, we're like, no, we just told you what we're looking for. And then like, honestly, we got fed up with that process and we we're like, yo, like, we're not going to go take something that's already designed by somebody that doesn't care about our people. We're going to go and make it the way we want to do it. Um, and Hey, as long as it works for our son, great. And if it happens to work for others, amazing. Um, so fortunately, you know, we've had a few other people, uh, a few other, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people join us on this journey, um, as we've been doing it, uh, for what we, you know, what we stand for and rep. So you guys launched in 2019, what was the marketing part of it like how did you guys did you guys well you, you said you have a, a extensive background and you know working in consumer packaged goods um yeah. and you know those are you know i don't want to say they go hand in hand but you can kind of take what you use what you learned from working in those companies and apply it to you know young king so what was like did you guys create like a marketing plan for this yeah very much so man it's um I, you know i think that that's probably my old corporate brain <laughs> that was like hey you know how, how do you introduce a brand? And, you know, like, like I said, I was fortunate where, you know, across my career, I've worked on like five or six billion dollar brands, mm-hmm. but I never was there when they first launched. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, it's real different when you're looking at like, oh, here's what I would do at General Mills or Coca-Cola with my media budget. Right. And then you're like, Wait, <laughs> all right. How do we go and show up? And you know, the you know, for us, what we thought is we looked at the industry um, and we looked at, you know, how Young King showed up. You know, we honestly said like, hey, we want to connect with people. People need to see us. They need to see that this isn't just somebody with an idea trying to, uh, you know, monetize profits. But like, hey, here's Cor and Steph who are the parents. Here is Kate who was our son who was the inspiration. Um, so honestly, you know, we started out uh, doing a lot of like local trade shows. So um, our very first day we launched, we launched at um, Essence and Target Holiday Market that they were doing here. Okay. And um, in Atlanta, and we, we really just wanted people to we wanted to build one on one connections because I think the authenticity was so important for us mm-hmm. um, to make sure that people heard from us, heard why, heard our story. Um, so, you know, that that's how we uh, we started out. And we just wanted to make sure that um, we created a voice for uh, for young black men. I think that was the biggest thing is just like, hey, in the world and, you know, it, you know, everybody likes to point to 2020. Um, I, when I like to say when the rest of the world got woke, but as black folks, we've been living this since we were born. Absolutely. Right. Um, and I think that beauty, man, it was just like, yo, like being able to see, uh, a young boy, see my son, see, you know, see my nephew just excited, man, about being themselves and being happy. Like that's what gave us energy, man. So, um, you know, we did everything in person and then, you know, we had a friend, um, called COVID that hit, (laughs) (laughs) um, which made us switch up that plan. Yeah. 
Um, but it was good that we, you know, we got to get that, those first few months of just building those one on one relationships. So um, what, what was the purpose of the hair shows? Is that to speak with like manufacturers and, vent and you know, big box stores like, you know, Target and, you know, things like that? Or is it just to kind of get like testing your product with like local barbershops and, you know, hair salons, things like that? Yeah, most definitely. It's a great question. I think, you know, for us, it honestly was just getting out to the consumer. We just knew like, hey, what's going to be something that's going to draw in a big amount of people that we can then go and test it out? Because again, like I said, our very first day we launched as a brand, it wasn't like turning on Facebook. It, we, I think we barely had like 20 followers and then we started, <laughs> we, you know, we started the brand out, which is, is crazy nowadays. Um, but it, it's also serendipitous i would always say about being prepared like we went there to just like hey let's get some feedback let's see how people feel about our product let's see if we you know can we sell our first 100 products mm -hmm. um but it happened to be that this uh that partnership that was happening at the mark and here in atlanta was between essence target um and where they were doing programming similar to what they do is almost think about a mini version of the Essence Fest that everybody knows in, in New Orleans. Okay. Um, so you had consumers, you had manufacturers, um, and it was just great because it was, I think it was probably over a hundred black owned businesses across so many different things. You had beauty, food, um, a whole gamut of things. So it was super dope because honestly, before we even went into retail, it was on that first day of that show on the first day that we launched that we met reps from Target. Nice. Um, and we had no intention of, of looking at that, man. And it just, we were able to cultivate those relationships, which, uh, you know, helped us to be even more accessible in, uh, you know, driving some scale in, in the subsequent years. So what's that process like? Because, I mean, I feel like there's a fork in the road every entrepreneur has to meet. I mean, you can continue D to C, you know, which is, it's not yeah. a bad thing because, you know, you get to keep a lot of things in house, but... In order to really scale and put your business to the main, you know, main core audience that you want to get to, you have to decide whether you want to do that or get in the big box store. So was that a decision yeah. for you guys or was it always going straight into big box? Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy, man. We we definitely wanted to start off, you know, started off and our whole first year was DTC. Okay. Um, you know, we again, like you can instantaneously get consumer feedback. You can see how people feel and, and do that. Um, but, you know, I think for us bigger than just like where we showed up, it was like, how can we reach our audience that needs this, right? Mm -hmm. Who needs their confidence by way of hair products, right? Um, and, you know, it was interesting because a lot of times you you just gotta always be prepared because you never know what's coming. Um, you know, we that, that event was in December of 2019 and we, at that event, we met the Target Accelerators program. Okay. Um, and they were like, hey, you know, we're we're looking at emerging businesses and we're looking at, you know, we're looking at past companies that have been in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe this is good or two and three years. And they were like, no, you should apply. And I'm like, we just launched today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man, it was also showing up with confidence and about like, I think brands living their mission. We got in the Target Accelerators program we, when we were two months old as a company. Wow. Um, and then I think like as we just started meeting people in, within the Target team, they just loved what we were trying to represent, right? Mm -hmm. And they realized how much it was neglected in the aisle and the, in their shelves. Um, so I would say we went into retail a lot faster than I expected. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I thought it was when we saw people that didn't look like us understand the role and the impact, um, that was super critical in that it, where we decided to take the jump. It's a beast. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's definitely a beast where, you know, we, 
from a DTC days, you know, you know, a lot of people show you the, the glamorous side at the end, but you know, it was nights packing packages, going to going, drop my son off at daycare, going to post office mm-hmm. the next day. Um, and then you're like, oh, I need to ship pallets to Target um, and, and Walmart. Like, how do I do that? Um, so yeah, man, it was a, a journey, but I think the other thing is the beauty, man, we found, we found people in our community that also supported us, you know, like we were able to find, you know, a local fulfillment center who was a, who's owned by a black woman. Like we wanted to do and create this ecosystem. Um, so it was crazy. We did, like I said, you know, I largely during COVID we did, um, exclusively DTC, mm-hmm. um, in 2020. And then, um, at the top of 2021, um, we launched in target in January and then launched in walmart in uh at the end of february which was insane <laughs> congratulations man that is super super dope man hey, well, do I you, appreciate you it. all still do ddc or is it strictly just you oh have... yeah okay absolutely yeah. still do ddc i think you know what we always say is like ddc ddc is the way we can always get consumer feedback we always like you know people have to have exclusives they gotta feel like we always talk about our yk fam they go mm-hmm. hard for us right um so yeah dtc is a large portion it's still going to be the majority of our business even even though we're in 1500 doors across Target and Walmart. But it's like, hey, that's that's how we talk to our people, right? We can have that conversation. We can show them love. So yeah, we DTC was it will always be a part of the business. Um, and it just, I think that's how you, you authentically connect because I can't be in every Target and Walmart talking to every consumer. Absolutely. But I can be on Instagram, I can be in DMs, I can mm-hmm. be on TikTok talking and, and, and just relating with people, man. Um, and it's just, you know, we, we always kind of joke, man. We you know, we we're in the business of black boy joy in a bottle. Yeah. Right. And then just seeing dope, dope, like black men in places that I've never, like in Montana. And I'm like, I, I've never <laughs> been to Montana. Um, but I'm like, yo, I got you, bro. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's the dope part about like just driving impact in, in certain places, man. So um, it's been fun, man. It's an inspiring. It's just inspiring to, to see something that started with Cade, our son. And then you're just like, yo, like, no, this is black men, you know, here in the state, globally. Um, it's wild. It's just wild, man. So is this is this only for like youngsters, like young kids, or I mean, can can grown adults, you know, use yeah. the product as well? Hey, you know, it's funny. I tell I tell folks all the time, man, because everybody's like, oh, is it only? I think is it only for young kids? And I think it's because we started out marketing just because we had our son. Yeah, he was the initial model. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, man, like, yo, we. We're actually for like, you know, entre young men, it, the product works for everyone. Okay. Um, we always kind of joke, you know, until you think you've grown, grown, um, young king is a mindset. And then when you think you've grown, but you want to be young again, yeah. you'll still be a young king. <laughs> um, so, you know, man, we got a wide, wide variety and wide range. You know, we've got teenagers, man. We've got t- folks in college. Like we got grown folks. My All my friends all use young king. I, okay. Hell, we even got plenty of young queens that use young king. Okay. Um, so, yeah, man, it's a. I, people always think at first we're it's we're just for like little kids because of our son, um, but no man, we got so many folks, um, you know, across ages. But you know, usually we got a lot of folks that's you know up to like eighteen, you know, before everybody wants to smell grown, grown, um, and then we say y'all can go graduate. But then when you feel too old, you can come back to the fam. <laughs> Because I just turned 30 and it's just like, I, I still look for like good quality products. Because when I first cut my hair, this is maybe like 10 years ago, I, I was using my mother's mm-hmm. like pink lotion. Yo, that Luther's is still a, like in everybody's. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I was I, like, I, I told my wife, I'm like, yo, we're not, we're not giving them pink, we're not giving them that pink lotion, man. That's like, 
I was like, yeah. if you become as iconic as that's that a staple. Lotion has been around forever. <laughs> um, you know, staple, staple in black families, man. So it's, um, but it's, it's wild though, man, because like, yeah, men, yeah. we just started getting products, right? Like it was like, oh, hey, maybe you get a little something for your beard. Um, you know, you could do this, but largely, I mean, it's still, it's still not. So, um, yeah, man, I, I will tell you, we, we've got a, I'm, I'm 30, okay. I just I'm turned related. 36 this week. Yeah. Um, so I feel like <laughs> old head now. I feel like old head. Um, but it's, um, but man, we got so many brothers that use the products as well because of that, like you said, like yeah. finding quality, natural yeah. products that actually work on our hair. Right. Like it's not that. So, um, I got to make sure, man, I, I'm not doing, I'm doing everybody keep me accountable. Uh, on the, that's listening to that. I, I'll go by. I, I'm gonna go by. I'm gonna go trouble. support, man. I, don't, I got a target right down the street for me, man. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go support, man. Cause like I said, like you All said, right. it's hard. Like we go, what? Men have been wearing natural hair for years. I mean, go back to the 60s and 70s with afros. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like we've never really had anything like yeah. catered towards us, and not just catered towards us, but black owned as well. Because I yeah. feel like a lot of these companies now. Like you'll see like a Cantu, like they're using like a specific color scheme, like that orange and red and, and green color scheme mm-hmm. to make it feel like it's black owned or like a black and gold. Like I feel like those are the two like major color schemes that a lot of hair companies are using to try to cater towards, yeah. you know, black people, but they're not black owned. And yeah, man, it, it's, it's so true. And I think it's, I think we've seen it so much across uh, across the world about like how important it is to have black decision makers at a table um, yeah. for your, you know, when, for anything that's impacting us. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, there hasn't been a table, so you just got to build your own a little bit. Right. And I think, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of brands that have that definitely co-op black, you know, black folks and we in black history month. So, you know, I always yeah. kind of joke, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, where our corporate friends are on, on March 1st, right? Because we do yeah. this 365. That's who we are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's other folks that I, you know, I think like there are certain brands too that like have been black founded and, you know, have grown and, and have been able to, you know, maybe get acquired in those things. And I still rep them. I love those brands um, too, but it's still making sure that they got the right people that's stewarding their brand afterwards, right? Yeah. Um, because, you know, we never, you know, we all started in the struggle and we all trying to work our way out of it in, in our own ways. Um, but yeah, man, it's so many people that, you know, we, I go into stores and I'm not going to say no names cause I'm, I'm going to play nice, but you see so many yeah, brands yeah. that's co-opted and you're like, do, do you have a, a black person on your board of directors, you know, exactly. in your C-suite? Like, exactly. is it, or is it just the person that you shooting and you paying a day rate for the commercial? Right. Yep. Um, and you know, it's, it's so critical to, you know, for us, I think, we've largely struggled as a community to drive impact in our community longstanding, right? Like I think, um, you know, for us, that's why we literally always say, and I said it earlier, like purpose over profits, like our goal is to impact a million of black men, a million plus black men, right? And what we're doing, but then it's like, hey, I love like my manufacturer's black. (laughs) I was like, my supply chain folks is black. Everybody that pretty much, my accountant's black. Anybody that pretty much touches our business is black. Um, yeah. Right. And I think that was so important for us because I think we we sometimes forget the power of of our community and in so many things that we do, man. So, um, you know, it's a, is it sometimes harder to find that person? Yeah. But you know what? Guess what? It's our responsibility to go do that hard work. 
to go do yeah. it, man. So yeah, we love it, man. We 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 gonna keep it fully authentic all the time. I was say Black History is every every damn day at Young King. It's every care. day, <laughs> yeah, it's every, and that's how it should be, man. Just don't pander to us, and that's what it is. It's pandering. And we gotta do that, man. We gotta. I think like. You know, part of what we what we said we wanted to do with Young King is like we just got to be intentional, right? Like, move with intention and just like, yo, you got to recognize like you go to do work. I love the number one. Like I talked about doing DTC earlier. Number one question: Y'all black owned that black? Here goes our about us page. Yeah, <laughs> guess what you're gonna see? Black people. Yeah, I was happily all the time. Um, and I man, I, I like I said, I worked in these large corporations where. I could, you know, like one of my favorite jobs ever was when I had the chance to run Sprite for um for three years at Coke, man. And I got to do everything unapologetically black. Um, but I was still a black man in corporate America at Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, it's just using the power of the seat that you're in, man, driving impact. Um, you know, in that regard, man. It, Cause yeah, it's so critical, man. We we need to see and I think like our generation, generation above us, generations underneath us, just need to see that we can go create because mm-hmm. we ha- we we our, our community's never been short on ideas, man. Um, it's just the balance of bringing the execution with those as well. I agree. Are you all shipping? I mean, globally, or is it just within the United States? Yeah, man. We uh, look if if a delivery person can get to you, you can get some Young King product, man. Okay. It's, uh, it might take a little longer internationally. Yeah. Um, so we don't sell any like we don't we we don't sell in any stores globally um, yet. But like on VR site, um, you can definitely uh, you can definitely get us um, globally, man. It's been it's interesting. I, like I told you, when, you know, you the person printing out the receipts and labeling the bags, man, yeah. and, you know, like you seeing stuff from South Africa. I seen Japan. I think even this week I saw something in Germany nice. in Sweden. And you're like what and it's it crazy man right but you you forget about the diaspora is everywhere everywhere right and it's and it, you're just like you know it's um it's interesting one of our one of our big things we focusing on we go we gonna try to get the military we get so many military people that hit us up and they're like yo i'm stationed in x yeah and they don't have nothing <laughs> nothing for me um so yeah man but it's it's uh it's good to be able to drive impact man because that's our thing is like if we can touch every black and brown um, boy and young man in the world and let them know like they're seen and like they can be themselves yep. that's impactful it's way bigger than selling hair products right it's just yeah. but normalizing being seen and being represented yeah um so yeah man it's that's the it, like i said we never knew that was going to be the calling man but it's been it's been so inspiring to see it afterwards um and then trying to trying to find everybody in the world to do that with so i'm a nutritionist and i noticed right. that you guys have plant-based ingredients inside of your product, which I think is a huge thing because just like on the food side, I mean, there's so many chemicals now in our foods, processed foods that we consume on a daily basis. So was that the goal as well to have like all natural products inside of your, inside of your, um, your products? Yeah, absolutely, man. It was, um, that was, that was one of our initial criteria is that, um, you know, we, we saw that there also wasn't a, a better for you hair care option, right? Like you don't need all these other fillers and things that just like lessen the cost of the product, but it's like, Hey, I want to nurture my hair. I want to grow it. And, and I want to do that in the best way, um, for men. So we, we were very strict about that, um, early on to make sure that like we had plant-based and vegan ingredients that they were, that each ingredient was intentional, right? It wasn't just a filler um, because yeah, we, we put so many things on and, and in our bodies 
um, that we want to be as intentional as possible. Um, so yeah, we stick pretty true to our no, no, no's man of, you know, all the things that have been proven, you know, across science that, um, just don't play a role or just don't need to be needed in, at least in our hair care and our, our personal care products. Now, you make a good point because I mean, a lot of these products, I think there was something called like benzyl. It's been, it's a, it's a product that's been in hand sanitizer for years, but CDC just recently came out and said that. It's been found in hair products, and it's it's like one of the top causing uh, agents of cancer. But nobody mm-hmm. knew that for years. Years. It's just been sitting in hair, and we put it on our hair, our face. It's in lotion and soap, everything. So yeah, nah, and I, we it, and we try to man with that. Like we try to educate people on learning about ingredients. Right. Like I'm like, I always I'm like, let's have label wars. Turn your label over. Yeah. Like, look at what's in your product, right? And. And, you know, like, yes, you got to put the scientific name, but then you'll realize like, oh, this is avocado or this is rosemary, like things right. that are known to help. But, um, yeah, it's important, man. It's so important because there's just so many things out there um, that we got to trust. We got to trust what we've learned. We got to trust the science and um, in a way that can be helpful to us in fulfilling that need, man. Um, I always like I remember growing up in those big uh, going down and you see these jars of gel that's a dollar ninety nine for like a thirty two ounce yeah. bottle of gel and you like <laughs> turn that over and find out what's in there. Right. right. You know, it's like again, like, hey, you wanna you don't you wanna make sure that you're you're we're making a high quality and premium stuff for you know, for our audience. Mm-hmm. Um but still making it accessible, right? Like, cause, you know, sometimes some brands They'll go in and, you know, they'll make the, they'll be like, yes, it's plant-based, vegan, organ, organic. And then you'll be like, yeah, here goes a one ounce bottle for $80. Yeah. Like, you know, you family trying to, you know, you trying to show up and how can you afford that? Right, right. right. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we balance, man, being accessible, but also truly being better for you and um, and doing that in an intentional way, man. And and that's appreciated, man. So I, I have just one more question before we wrap up. Now, with every entrepreneur Sometimes we're forced into it. Sometimes we work a nine to five while we're working on a business. What was that? You you I, you you guys are doing this full time, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just, yeah. It's um. It was a journey, man. And I'll tell you, it's it's um. It's one of the things I think, and I think it's a great question because a lot of people don't talk about this a lot. So, um, you know, what we while we were trying to figure out, we we knew we we thought we had a good idea. We started like when we started the business, um, but you want to you can go all in on your business mm-hmm. um but you can still make sure that you are taking care of your responsibilities at the same time so um you know for my wife and I man we we worked in corporate um an additional like my wife worked in corporate for another 2 years after we launched mm-hmm. or sorry a year after and then I came onto the business a year after her um, so we, we, you know, we used our corporate jobs to honestly fund. Like we took our, we were taking our paychecks. We were like, all right, let's make sure we got a roof over our head. Let's make sure that our child is fed. And then like everything else went into the business. Yeah. Um, and that gave us a little bit of time man, and focus to be able to learn, um, and refine. It was grind. Like I would say we go, you know, is it was, you know, working eight to five, eight to six, you know, six to nine with the kids, nine to two on the business. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and it was and it was um, it was a focus, but it, it helped us um, because I think the more we got ingrained and we learned about our business and what we need to do, we knew there, there comes a time like your brand is like a, like a baby. Right. At a certain time, you got to give it some extra love. And that's like 
when my wife first decided to make the jump and she's like, yo, like we're at this moment and we got to, um, the baby needs love. Right. Um, but I, you know, there's no right or wrong way. Some people jump all in and say, I'm going to quit and I'm going to do this. Yeah. I always say hedge it. Right. Cause there's small things that you don't think about. Like yeah. when you got a full-time business, how are you going to pay for insurance? Right. Those type of things, you know, like for us with kids, I was like, all right, well, Hey, one of us can leave, but both of us can't leave. Like we need some stability. Um, so I, you know, until it becomes detrimental to your business, um, then I would, I always, I personally recommend people like, Hey, grind it out. Right. Because, but use that time when you're working and you're doing both to, to set up your value system. Right. Like I, what I ended up finding out in the business is everything that I, I had discontent with that work, mm -hmm. I was in doing all that things and, and taking all that flexibility. So I was able to manage the day job while still like, man, I'm doing what I love every day. And then you just keep doing a little bit more of that when you can get to a place. Um, but always betting yourself, man. There's so many people that was like, ah, oh, this is not a great idea. You shouldn't do this. And I was like, cool. Thanks for the opinion. Right. Yeah. And like everybody's, you know, it's, it's just bringing to life your dream for us. Corporate helped us in a way too, is like, we got to use that as a network. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, as we thought about the very first people we sent the email to when we were launching the business, send it to everybody, everybody that I worked with. Right. So, yeah is that balance and you got to figure out like obviously if people are in toxic or terrible situations get yourself out of that but um you know hedge hedge your bet while you are building your baby and learning because you evolve so much in your first year and, and two years of business because you're still trying to figure it out yeah. I mean, hell we've been around just for a little over two years and we still figuring out stuff every day yeah um and you want to you're gonna you're gonna need something to hedge and help you mitigate that but um you still got to go 100 percent on your business and like for us i was like you know, I might have been sleeping like three, four hours a night, but I was like, all right, hey, if I got I got to pack these packs because somebody chose to spend their hard earned money with us. So, like, I'm like, I got to go. I have a date with the post office every morning. Yeah, I might go see the post office where I see my wife <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that regard. But it was it's crazy, man, because, you know, it um, it just teaches you a grind, man. It teaches you um, this motivation to just say, like, yo, I'm going to get it. And it, it was like I remember the first day when we got a fulfillment center and i was like I, I don't know what to do in the morning like i'm, I'm supposed to go to the post office yeah like, <laughs> it had become part of my routine um but you know you get to those points and it was those you know your business will signal to you when it's the right time for you to go like and and truly jump all the way in the yeah. deep end um but cultivate it man cultivate it get stack them checks on both sides um because really the, i will tell the number one thing that nobody ever talks about when you start a business, make sure that you are not taking the profit out of your business. If you are trying to make your money, if you're just trying to sell something and get that money right away, you will not create a yeah. long, you will not have longevity in your business. Early on that first year, you got to put that money back into the business to grow it even bigger, build the base. And it's just, yeah. you literally just recycling money. Um, and you have to do that. Like, yeah. Um, you know, but that means pay yourself if you got to pay your handle things, but you know, make sure you're putting as much into your business early on. Um, because if you do it right, it'll pay back to you with so many more dividends on the back end. Um, but it's super critical because so many times, like we just take too much money out of our business and we, we wreck the businesses, even though they were, they were perfect and scalable and all those things. Mm -hmm. Stefan, man, 
beautiful episode, man. Very, very knowledgeable, man. I admire what you and your wife, Cora, have done, man. Um, this is really dope. Can you give like all your social media, if you guys are having any type of virtual events or anything that people can get behind and support you on, man? Can you just Yeah, most deaf, man. And, and one, I think first and foremost, just, just dope being here with you, man. And just, you know, going back, looking and listening to other episodes, it's just been crazy what you've been able to curate with the podcast man and just all the lives y'all are impacting so thank you um you know for us you know always reach us you can reach us on socials we're at um you know at young king hair care um young king hair care.com i would say that's where we always send out all of our info um you know be it if it's we on you know all the socials you got we're we're out there so if it's facebook um for our older audience if you snapchat (laughs) we all out here you can you'll be able to find young king but I would say sign up for our newsletter um, on our site. That's where we usually let everybody know about events, any specials, deals that we're doing. Um, you know, with the world slightly opening back up, everybody still be COVID safe. We'll start doing a few more events and start being back in the world again because, uh, you know, we want to see people, right? And we want to do yeah. that responsibly. So, um, you know, we got some events that are coming up in the in the middle of the year. But, um, yeah, you can always reach out uh, via Young King Hair Care um and, and find us we respond to every dm you talking to somebody you talking to me or core um so nice. just know that like uh you know that's super authentic and uh and for us so reach out come we love to have y'all be a part of the fam and they can also find you guys in target and walmart any other stores yep. yeah just target and walmart right okay. now so you know we um we're across the country we're in 1500 stores across the two retailers um and you can find a you know wide gamut of our products out there so um, there's a store locator on our, um, on our site. So you can find which one is closest to you, um, and what products there. So we, you know, we always love the support. So, um, you know, the only gift that we always ask is just tell somebody about us. Absolutely. Um, and if you do that, that's the, that's the biggest gift we could ever ask. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Stefan Miller of Young King Hair Care. I'm definitely going to cop me some, man. Cause like I said, it's been a journey trying to find a solid, good hair product. <laughs> I got that. We four, got you. I got that four C hair, so it's a little different hey, for me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so. we got you, bro. Hey, look, four C all day. I told you, <laughs> buy black folks, made for black folks. We are fubu in here. We got you. We got you. <laughs> nah, I dig that, man. Hey, this is a beautiful episode. This is the Do Something Good Today podcast, brought to you by Everybody's Juice, and we are out.